0: Baseball is a funny game. If it bounces your way, we might be able to make some hay this year. We're looking to take another step forward. We're still building for the future. And, you know, everybody's picked, you know, thinking we're going to be real good in 2020, but that doesn't stop all of us from coming to the ballpark every day, preparing and trying and wanting to win that night, that day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Andy Reid's been a guy who obviously is well-respected, who's had a long, successful career up until this point, and that the one thing he was missing before Sunday was that Super Bowl win. So now he's got it. I think, you know, if if he wasn't already in the, the Hall of Fame as a coach, I think this kind of gets him well on his way to, to getting that. I think he's playing it smart. I think you will see some more signings as the the weeks, months go on. That's how I think about Rakan's uh, performance so far. Patience, patience, patience. And I think he knows what he's doing. And sooner or later, you'll see the fruits of his labor and think, wow, okay, he did know what he was doing.
0: As a player, I want Redbirds fans to really remember me by my positivity and my hard work and dedication. That's how I want people to remember me as someone that influences others and does not focus on herself. I will talk to anybody and I just make everybody around me better.
1: I think they definitely have the potential to make a big jump next season. I think that they should definitely be able to boost their win total at least into the mid-30s to the point where when you get into March and April, they're playing meaningful games.
0: Teams are different every year. It's You can't you never keep the same guys, have some professional sports and college guys, transfer, graduate, uh, go to professional. It just you never have that same core group. So that that's going to sting, and they're not losing a ton of guys. This team, they're going to be – projected you know could be top three top four in the Big Ten again and this time though it's not going to be a surprise they're going to have a target on their back because they, they beat a lot of the top teams last year and so they're going to be gunning for them this team can make a run uh, deep into deep into March and hopefully April next year.
1: Baseball really started as amateur baseball and uh, just for fun and it wasn't really until 1860s that the money started to roll in. Baseball is really the first team sport that actually had paid professional players didn't happen for football or for any of the other sports for many 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 years after that pantera he's a star i mean he was going viral every single day in summer camp for something that he was doing i honestly thought he would struggle out the bat like i mean we saw with moncada we saw with alloy these guys had to adjust to uh big league pitching but he looks like something else not only is he hitting with power we know his speed and all that but he looks like a pro hitter already I mean, the way he's sitting on those low-breaking balls, I mean, he's he's making he's putting swings on balls that rookies don't do. Hey, everybody. Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey, everyone. It's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, and ISU Redbird alum. Hey, this is Alex going on.
0: Hey, Redbirds, it's is Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. Here's your host, Will Farlow.
2: Welcome into the fifty-first episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you this afternoon on August fourth, twenty twenty, welcoming listeners to the fifty-first episode of Will's fifth quarter special. I'm your host and creator of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk here for this special edition where we're talking all things Chicago White Sox. A young baseball team out of a rebuild on the rise this year in a shortened MLB 2020 season. In 60 games, they are trying to open their window of contention for the future success and history of their franchise. So we are going to be talking a lot about the Chicago White Sox in this special White Sox edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk. And we're bringing on a new guest appearance as well to the show. His first time on. Big White Sox fan will be joining us during the interview portion of the show to talk about the team, where they are, and what they're going to continue to do moving forward. Now it's time for the part of the show that everyone enjoys at the start of the episode. There are many types of well-known trivia out there, but this new trivia will blow you away. It's Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia. This segment is all about history of the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. From guessing who appeared for an episode, whether it be a guest co-host or guest appearance, which episode number and more in the history of this sports podcast is up for grabs. The trivia history question will be announced and following the episode, you can follow our social media on Facebook and Twitter at William D. Farlow, Snapchat at WillFarlow44, and our Instagram, Will's 5th quarter special, for upcoming clues following the first clue that is released along with the question here on this episode and on the Facebook Live that is done after every episode for those of you that are not able to tune into this episode. Facebook Lives and other live content will also feature the clues, and you can check our YouTube channel for all Will's 5th Quarter Special live content. Time for new fans and other Will's 5th Quarter Special listeners to get ready. The 5th Quarter has just begun, as here is your second ever Will's Fifth Quarter trivia question. So you will only need to find the episode number for this question and this was done earlier before the episode taping today and being posted today here on August 4, 2020 uh, for the episode 51. This edition it, you could I recommend you guys check out our Facebook profile at William D. Farlow and, uh, or our YouTube channel at Will's Fifth Quarter Special. You can just search that right there and find it. There's a video that walks people through the uh how the clues can be used and how the uh trivia is, wills fifth quarter trivia is put together it's a new style of trivia i understand guys but we're starting a new trend it's a really good idea and uh there's a walkthrough video that will walk fans through um and people new to the segment new to the show uh how to put these clues that are given together and uh how they can find the correct answer to the question and you know, I talked about it in the last episode 50 when we debuted the first ever Will's Fifth Quarter Trivia Question and uh, the segment's debut. We, I, I stated how you can go to our various listening outlets, so I'm going to kind of state that again in the walkthrough video Connects uh, Our listening options, iTunes, Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts on iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, and uh, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. You get to go through the descriptions that are listed for each episode and uh, that's true for 1 through 50 and in this case episode 51 once it's up later as well and you can use these clues kind of like a little scavenger hunt and trivia combined into Will's 5th Quarter Trivia and uh, the walkthrough video kind of shows you how you can find that through the various apps if you can understand the Apple Podcast or either one of them just as one option or SoundCloud.com where a podcast is hosted um, you can look that way as well There, it's pretty simple um, but the video will kind of give you guys a better visual idea of how this segment could be done, because um, I hope each one of you will join us on this continued journey of uh, Will's fifth quarter trivia. And here is the second ever Will's fifth quarter trivia question: Which episode number? What? Okay, so you got to know the episode number for this one. Which episode featured a tribute to future Hall of Fame and well-known White Sox broadcaster Hawk Harrelson? So you only have to have the episode number for this one. Um, try to give you guys a White Sox-themed question with our White Sox edition episode here for episode 51, and you will be given the first clue along with this episode. So the first clue is the name of the co-host. So it wasn't a guest appearance, it was a guest co-host that was alongside of me uh, throughout the episode. So the name of that co-host is Joey Dwyer. Joey Dwyer is your first clue, Will's 5th Quarter Special fans, so go ahead and... uh, Check out our walkthrough video, take a look, and here's your shot at the second ever Will's 5th Quarter Trivia Question. Best of luck to each and every one of you as uh, the 5th Quarter never stops here at Will's 5th Quarter Special. And We look forward to our answer reveal, giving you some more clues, and seeing what you come up with for this second edition of Will's 5th Quarter Trivia. Now we're going to head into the big part of the show that features our White Sox sports content for episode 51 and we, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, we're bringing on a new guest appearance, making his debut with Will's fifth quarter special, guys and this is someone that I've known for a while I work with him at my job as you guys saw the Facebook Live, I work at iHeartMedia this is one of my fellow uh, promo technicians that I work with very well respected sports perspective very strong perspective and insight on the White Sox he's a diehard White Sox fan like myself and many others of you as well And he brought a very vibrant perspective to the team. So I had a chance to talk to our guest appearance. His name is Alec Reyes. And he brought some really good insight on the White Sox today to the episode. And so... I had a chance to bring a new guest appearance to debut on the show. His name is Alec Reyes, and he joined the show for the first time to help me talk about the interesting start for the 2020 Chicago White Sox in this shortened COVID-19-style 60-game season in Major League Baseball this year. And we talked about how the White Sox had a bit of a rough start, what his thoughts are on the team coming into the shortened season, what he thinks about the... Rough first pitch home run the Minnesota Twins were given by the White Sox. How strongly the White Sox have played into a five-game winning streak, going to second place in the AL Central currently, two games behind the Minnesota Twins. We talked about that three-game sweep of the Kansas City Royals. And we kind of covered each prospect one at a time because we've had some numerous debuts in the Major League Baseball for players for the first time already this season for White Sox fans to continue to get excited about. So we talked about Luis Robert. We talked about rookie second baseman Nick Madrigal and his special game, third game in the Majors. You'll hear about that against the Royals. That was this past weekend. And we talked about some of the new bullpen arms, Cody Hoyer, Matt Foster, Ian Hamilton. Jimmy Lambert, all those guys. And we talked about what, you know, along with what Alec thinks, his hopes are for the future of this White Sox season and what holes like the pitching rotation need to be worked on and fixed to uh, help sustain the Sox' continued success. So here is my interview with iHeartMedia promo technician and White Sox expert, Alec Reyes. So
0: Alec Reyes is joining Will's fifth quarter special for the first time. It's you're someone I work with, Alec, and we've talked about the White Sox, I don't know how many times, we had this planned months in advance, so it's nice to finally be able to put this together and talk about the Sox uh, contention window opening. So first, welcome to your first time on Will's fifth quarter special, man. How you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you. Uh, I'm excited to finally be able to do this with you.
0: Yeah, no, there's finally some good we can talk about on the south side, our favorite Sox team there. and. I just want to start with Alec. Five game win streak as of last night, six four. But there's a lot of Sox fans at Power Show. Baseball fans, if you count the Cubs, both teams we cover the Cubs and Sox. So just kind of tell the Will Fifth Quarter Special fans what you like the most about um, the White Sox and what they did in the off season up to opening day. You know, it's a different season we're seeing here with the 60 games, So what are your thoughts on? you know, the squad White Sox we saw, and uh, the 60 game 2020
1: Chicago White Sox. For sure. I mean, obviously, uh, it's the offense that's been the main story coming out of camp starting the season, is that they're going to have a really special offense, and we started a little slow there with Minnesota, but Minnesota's a different animal. But from what we've been seeing, the offense is living up to the, uh, the billing, and they're fun to watch. That's more than anything i think in a long time that we have an exciting team that's going to be competitive and like we saw yesterday late game comebacks back that offense you can never count them out and that's been the most fun thing so far
0: yeah it's like uh i believe they talked about in one of the broadcasts this past weekend fans can go back and listen to or find it in the Sox broadcast on tv or whatever but it was during the series where we just swept the Royals. Um Jason Batty yeah. and Steve, great team covering the White Sox. They do a great job over there. For sure. Um they're talking about how they're also in the same spot as fans. They've watched these players that we're finally seeing Nick Majigal, Robert, you know, the list goes on and on, Alf. I mean we're seeing, you know, relievers come out of the bullpen that the Snacks drafted, you know, like Cody Hoyer and yeah. all these names. What is it like and we're gonna kind of start into this point, take us through that Minnesota series. You just mentioned it. That was probably a series White Sox fans waited months months for to maybe see a sweep or a two-game series. And we didn't know what to expect. You know, you never know what you're going to expect in a baseball game. It doesn't matter what team you're facing. And when the fans saw that same thing we saw, first pitch from Giolito, is opening <laughs> game, first time, and it's a home run by Max Kepler. That was definitely a, a stab in the chest there for Yeah, Sox it was a punch
1: to the gut. Punch to the gut for sure when you want to come out hot. Against Minnesota, I mean, first season. That's only sixty games. That's opening day, but that was a late. That's a late season series right there. That was big, and obviously we wanted to start hot. But Minnesota's offense is no joke. I mean, we saw that last year broke a ton of records. And I won't. I don't want to say that the rotation wasn't up for the, the challenge right away, but obviously they got hit around a lot. Giolito wasn't sharp. Um, the offense responded, game one at least, but. Yeah, I don't know. We got out of the box low, and you're not going to face a lot of... That's going to be one of the better teams you're going to face all season long. So we don't see them for until the end of the month, I think, the end of August. I think we'll be more ready to face them by then. We'll see what happens, but it's going to happen. But I just like the way we bounced back since then, obviously.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned bounce back, because we can go back to that um, game that Saturday. It was game two of the series, and it was The debut of Dallas Keuchel. Now we've seen Dallas Keuchel Alec in Houston, what he did a bit in Atlanta last year. But what was your opinion of the White Sox debut of Dallas Keuchel against the a Twins team that you just talked about? Can hit the ball, 307 home run record last year in 2019, but he prevented that from happening too much that game, and the Sox won 10 to three.
1: Yeah, I mean he's been great. He's been just he's he's just a professional pitcher. You could tell out there, he's a pro. He knows how to get people out. He's done it before. He's been there before. He's a champion, he's a sign the Young award winner. Um, like the opposite of pitchers nowadays. He doesn't do it with velocity, keeps the ball down, gets ground balls. He does it with, you know, pitch location, keeps hitters off balance. Very Burley esque. I know people have been comparing him with Burley. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's a solidifying presence in the rotation, of vet. And uh, it's been fun to watch him in not just that game, but every game this season. We've been in every single game that he's been pitching. And, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, go I got to
0: agree with you, man. Like, he, uh, like, it gets you excited when he's connected to Burley. That's like right in the Sox history, though. That was like a slam dunk when they signed him. It's like, I'm sure he's going to agree. Fans love that comparison right there.
1: Obviously. I mean, Burley is that's the one for us, you know, helped us bring that World Series home. And even Keuchel said he was—he grew up watching Burley. He's honest for the comparison. He said he doesn't pitch as fast as Burley, which not many people do. But very similar styles, soft tossing lefties, pitch location, yeah, there's something there for sure.
0: Now, there's something I know you and I've talked about off, you know, a game or something between us, Sox fan, that a lot of fans are excited about. Take us through what your first thoughts are. We're going to to start with Luis Robert on this one, and we're going to go to our other debut that we've seen this year so far. What are your thoughts of the debut and rookie Luis Robert? What's it been like to finally see what he could do in majors? He is.
1: He's making a name for
0: himself already. Yeah, he's a star.
1: Pantera, he's a star. I mean, he was going viral every single day in summer camp for something that he was doing, you know. He was He's getting reposted by all the MLB.com. They're tweeting about him on Instagram every day. He's fun to watch. I mean, I thought—I honestly thought he would struggle off the bat. Like, I mean, we saw with Mankata. We saw with Aloy. These guys have to adjust to uh, big league pitching. But he looks like something else. Not only is he hitting with power, we know his speed and all that, but he looks like a pro hitter already. I mean, the way he's sitting on those low-breaking balls, Adjusting, I mean, there's that play the other day. Uh, he hit that double in the gap. It was like a slider blown away. Just stuck his bat out, one-handed it. I mean, he's he's making, he's putting swings on balls that rookies don't do. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome to watch him. Now we got to do. Uh, now
0: Roberto is what you consider homegrown. You know, we got him out of Cuba. Um, I know personally, I told the fans a Will bit special. I can recall calling arena football in college and seeing the report at halftime when they sign them. So Sox fans are going to have their own. I think it's exciting individual memories of these players, you know, the signings the, you know, the debuts. And that's something I was going to mention earlier that the broadcast guys talked about. We're watching all these guys. uh, I'm thinking, well as I can recall as many uh, Sox fans and Willis, of course, special fans can is watching Triple-A highlights one every other day of these guys. Mm-hmm. Double-A, single-A, rookie ball, uh, Dominican ball. Um, but it, this brings us to our next player. What a start already in just a few games, even against the Royals, um, you know, that rivalry with the White Sox they have. Seeing Nick Madrigal out of nowhere, game three, you know, he, he was close to his first hit in his first two games, but showed good defense, got on base a few times on fielder's choice or an A or two. Uh, on the Royals' end, but he didn't just get his first Major League hit, Alec, in Game 3 against the Royals. He went 4-4 four for four in that 9-2 yeah. victory on Sunday. When you saw that, what, what are your thoughts already of what Nick Madrigal can bring to White Sox defense, but not just that, but the infield of the future that fans have been looking forward to for the next decade?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Obviously... He wanted to break camp with the team. The fans wanted him to break camp with the team, but it is what it is. There's a business side of baseball. I think we all know that. But to see, I mean, you, you put, you pencil him into that lineup, uh, starts to look more complete. You know, we had, uh, I mean, Timmy's missing too, so we're not even at full strength, but seeing Madrigal, yeah, that four for four game, it was great. I mean, he's another one. He's a pro hitter. He looks like a hitter. He's hitterish. Um, he got that monkey off his back. He started a little slow. But he, I think he's going to be the real deal, maybe eventually, uh, you know, a top-of-the-order type hitter. But right now, he's the perfect number nine hitter for this lineup. And, uh, yeah, like most rookies, he to go through it a little bit, a couple bumps along the way. But I think nine right now is perfect for him, you know, to figure the league out, get things going. And, uh, yeah, from that 4-for-4 four four game, looks like he's starting to figure it out already.
0: Yeah, I I mean, personally just seeing him play like I love his defense. I think what I've yeah, been about with that hitting is he doesn't strike out, but fans have obviously seen uh the White Sox have done a great job with connecting to the fans during, you know, the global pandemic, talking to the players, interviewing them. They did something I watched uh was White Sox Hotline. Jason Benetti would talk to the players, uh, yeah. former players, Hall of Famers, and there he is talking to magical You're the you know, the the confidence he talks with, the positivity, all these Sox players that bring in this youth movement, youth veterans, there is a very great presence of humble players on the South Side. And I think that's an exciting thing. Now, there's other debuts we've actually been surprised with um, as Sox fans, not just those two that we've been excited to see, you know, taking our phones out and taking a video of that first major we hit when and watching it or something like that. But we've seen some new relievers come up. Uh, Cody Hoyer's yeah. a name... Uh, Matt Foster is another player. Uh, Ian Hamilton just came up. Uh, we had a one-game, uh, I guess you could say, pinch-hit debut of Eurman Mercedes, um, so he was brought down to bring up Mozar uh, for last night's game. What do you think yep. of some of these bullpen pitchers that are already adding to homegrown pitchers like Bummer and uh, you know just some of the various other names like Jace Fry that are in this young bullpen? I mean, guys like Cody Hoyer and Foster, they're looking already pretty good on the – you know, the bullpen mound for the White Sox against some good, tough teams we faced already.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I'm not going to lie. I never, I didn't hear much about Cody Hoyer coming into this year until I started to see him in the inter squad games in the camp. But Cody Hoyer looks like he has, uh, you know, late game closer stuff eventually. I mean, he's been, he's been dominant straight up. And even Foster yesterday threw two, two great innings and give, I don't think he gave up any hits or runs yesterday two K's. Um, I mean, that's a huge thing because obviously people knew we had the offense and the rotation was pretty solid. But for the bullpen to be doing what they've been doing lately, I mean, that's going to help you win a ton of games. Evan Marshall, Evan Marshall has been completely lights out. So that's, uh, I mean, that's a huge development. If we can keep that going, then we're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, and a lot of teams have, and we've seen it
0: before historically in the past four or five years. This new trend we call baseball. The bullpen being uh, present, we learned that from the twenty fifteen Kansas City Royals. They kind of you know set that precedent for the rest of the league moving forward here. Uh, you know, more yeah. use of different bullpen arms, uh setup men. And you look at the White Sox pitching. There's one thing that and we talked about with game one, uh the pitchers had some rough starts to start to you, and that's gonna happen with what's going on, you know, uh a shortened unique spring training. Uh, you know, yep. put pitchers in a lot of different situations and uh, you know, I think the White Sox pitch really rose to the challenge so far, but there are some question marks that fans are wondering, you know, whether it can be answered, what's going to happen. What do you think about what's going on with, you know, the case of Ronaldo Lopez and, uh, you know, what we saw last night with Carlos Ronaldo, because just an update for Sox fans here, especially Wilson Core special fans, earlier this morning it was reported on Bleacher Report that the White Sox had brought back a familiar face on a minor league deal. You might remember him from the Jake Peavy trade as he was sent to San Diego, the White Sox brought back Clayton Richard, and they yeah. sent him to Schaumburg. So, you know, it's an interesting thing. I mean, pitching, you're going to have your good games and your bad games. We saw that when, you know, Galeel and Cease just bounced back. But what do you think of these question marks in the rotation? Like, should Sox fans worry just yet? Or what are your thoughts on this?
1: I think it's definitely a cause for concern. That's, that's going to be our biggest question mark right now is the starting rotation depth. It's definitely taking a hit. I mean, it took a hit in the summer camp. We lost Kopech. And now since the season started, Reynaldo's on the DL. Uh, Rodon, obviously, uh, some shoulder soreness they reported yesterday. Who knows if he's going on the DL or not. But uh, we're going to have to, I think, even with Reynaldo and Rodon coming back, hopefully, I think you're going to have to make a move down the stretch for maybe a, a back-end rota- uh, rotation guy, 3-4 kind of a pitcher. Um in the short term, obviously, if Rodon goes on the DL, um, hopefully Reynaldo can come back and stay healthy. Otherwise, you got guys like you said, Clayton Richard. Now some depth. Um, maybe Weiler gets a start. Uh, you got Dane Dunning, who's in Schaumburg, who hasn't been up yet. Who could, who could fill in with some innings? He looked good in uh, camp, but that's definitely going to be the. Um, I'd say that's the weakness right now, because even when these guys are pitching, like you said, it's been a weird summer camp where their arms aren't stretched out all the way and they, they're really only throwing, you know, five innings at most, six innings. But a lot of guys have been throwing two, three innings we've seen. They have short leashes. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see them add a pitcher at some point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's something we're going to face. You know, every major league team, they talked about in the broadcast last night, we're not the only major league team, um, you know, facing these issues the whole league is. I mean, we just oh, – yeah, we're all getting hurt around the league. Mike. Mike Soroka with Atlanta, just am poor the big one. But one of those, we're not gonna to take too much time here, out I mean it's uh it's a pleasure having you on once again here is the de- your debut on Will Quarter special, guys. If you're just tuning in this interview, uh we're with Al Reyes, diehard White Sox fan in the city of Chicago here on Will Quarter special, episode fifty one's Black Six So Al, there's a lot of players you've mentioned your excitement of uh, you know, Robert, Rondal, whether it be any of the players in the lineup or the rotation or even the bullpen. What name has stood out to you the most so far, and as someone you're, you know, as we always say, that X that you believe is going to really be a breakout for the White Sox this year?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked me that. I don't want to say breakout, but I've seen a lot of people on Twitter uh, kind of down on Jose Abreu coming into the season. You know, a lot of the bloggers and writers on Twitter, are, they kind of um, discredit him a bit because of... Of his analytical stats, um, not that good against righties. They're saying that he has almost platoon-level stats um, in terms of analytics against righties, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, I'm not anti-analytics, uh, but the proof is in the pudding. He's a leader. He just signed an extension with us. He led the league in RBIs last year, and he's been stepping up again. I mean, we saw what he did yesterday. He's batting almost 300 again. Huge home run late in the game yesterday. I mean, he's he's a guy who wants to win. He's starving to win. He's leading these young guys, and he could still hit with the best of them. So I'm glad he's still the anchor in our lineup. I know some people are saying that you dropped him down to maybe batting five or six or something and put Eloy up. But I like where he's at right now. I'm not giving up on him yet, and I think he's getting a little bit too much disrespect, honestly, for what he's been able to do for us over the years and what he's still doing right now. So I've been loving to see him uh, stepping up and kind of shutting people up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think – the best answer I can give uh, from that, I totally can see where you're coming from. I mean, I think that's the one thing with sports, and we talk about it on this show all the time. There's various perspectives. Um, you know, everyone's going to have their own view of something, and I think, you know, it's the beauty of the game. I think it's, you know, exciting to see it. But I definitely agree from um, mine. Abreu is our Paul Canerco. Now, I know that's a bit of a definitely you know, comparison, but I, de- I think it's definitely true. I mean, this is a guy that fought he, he said he would sign himself you know this is a guy that on and off the field has been an effort for the white Sox. those guys like Ewell and all these other young players coming up have uh you know given him a lot of credit for the help they've uh been given from him and i think that's going to hopefully continue uh so just a final question here um you know on this white sox edition and i think it's there's so much we could talk about and there's obviously going to be more during the 60 game season that we're going to continue to talk about here on the show or off the show There's so much excitement with baseball right now. I think it's amazing, but we have some more defining games obviously coming up. And yes, the White Sox did beat the Brewers last night, but it was in very close fashion. You know, this is a Brewers team. We've seen uh, in the NL Central when the Cubs play the Cardinals. They don't back down easily. Um, You know, you have them coming up for the next three games. One more in Baltimore tonight. uh, Two in Chicago. Then you go to face Cleveland. What are your predictions and? What, what do you think they need to do? I mean, we got Julia going to the mound tonight once again. What do the Sox need to do, to not to keep the winning Street going, but they're pretty much near second place in the division right now. Uh, you know, you're right up against Cleveland and Minnesota. Um, you know, just looking at the standings right now, Minnesota 8-2. The Sox are only two games back. You know, Cleveland's 5-6. Yep. So, I mean, it's only 60 games, but what are your predictions for the upcoming games and – What the White Sox can hopefully continue to do with this this positive vibe of winning.
1: For sure. I think, I mean, obviously, I I think we could win three or four from the Brewers overall. But if you take two or four from them, they're still a really good team. But that's kind of the success. You want to go in hot against Cleveland this weekend. Uh, It's at home in Chicago. And like you said, it's a 60-game season. So these games are huge you take two or three or even sweep Cleveland this weekend, you're starting to put some space between you and them. And then you worry about Minnesota when that time comes. But this Cleveland series this weekend's going to be big. And, uh, yeah, if we take – hopefully we take two or four, we split with the Brewers, take three or four from them, come in hot with Cleveland. And then you could really start to uh, separate yourself. Because, uh, like, this year, first and second place teams in the division make the playoffs. Just has got to get into second place. So once you start separating yourself from these teams – uh, start looking good.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more, uh, Al. We want to thank you for coming on we'll, of course Special the first time. White Sox expert, uh, IR at Media, Promo Tech on the side. Uh, pleasure having you on, and uh, we look forward to hoping uh, to have you on again the show soon. When we uh, were talking about the playoff White Sox, or
1: maybe yeah, they've sure so. a uh,
0: 2020 World Champion.
1: I got my money down on the Sox for the World Series this year in Vegas. Odds uh, were pretty decent but I'd love to be on again. And, uh, yeah, once we get closer to the playoff push, we we'll can talk about some more.
2: So that was some good insight from our debut guest appearance here on episode 51, Alec Barbara race. And it's just exciting to talk baseball right now. Uh, Will's fifth Court special fans during this time, uh, during the global pandemic, we need sports to, uh, you know, sports fans, uh, to try and keep our positive spirits up and, uh, just give us something to watch when we're home during the quarantine or uh, social distancing and staying home safely with our families and loved ones. And um, I want to—I'm just grateful as a sports fan like each and every one of you to be able to um, talk about baseball or any sport right now. You know, it's amazing what these players, managers, and what Major League Baseball and the Players Association have done uh, to be able to give us this joy right now during a, a unprecedented time like this. And uh, talking about the White Sox on this episode was a lot of fun, uh, and this is a team, guys. That you know, we we talk about the young teams out there right now. You know, a lot of uh, baseball fans can relate in Chicago here to the Chicago Cubs and what they were able to put together. It was special, and uh, you know, they did that in their own way. And the White Sox are putting together something truly special, and we're already seeing that on the field um, in these first ten games of the season. And there's still fifty more games or so to come, and there's a lot of excitement here on the south side, and it's definitely, um, you know, it's it's a great thing. And uh, I, this is a team that has a lot of good, great young players, and many more to come that are still in the system. And uh, you know, names like Andrew Vaughn, Garrett Crochet, a lot of other players, uh, Michael Kopech coming back next year. There's a lot of excitement for this team, and you know, they're doing a great job already. And uh, we at Will's Fifth Quarter Special will continue to cover all things Chicago White Sox and Chicago Cubs during the uh, shortened 2020 season as they continue to unfold. And uh, this is a team that's definitely going to make a name for itself. And uh, they have a very bright future in this next upcoming decade and moving forward. So now we're going to head into the uh, favorite ending of the show everyone loves and enjoys. It's Will's sports movie moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself My guest co-host and our listeners at home, a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can now hop onto the podcast Facebook profile and Twitter page, both at William D. Farlow and post their own sports movie moment favorite and share it with us for a chance to have it read or featured in future Will's fifth quarter special episodes. So my sports memo choice is going to be one I haven't used on the show before. Um, I wanted to try and do something different, baseball-themed with our White Sox edition here on Episode 51, and it's the movie Moneyball. And it was actually, it's a if any of you have read the book, it's actually was turned into a movie from the book, and it's um, on the historic 2002 season of the Oakland Athletics. And it talks about, um, you know, it features... Brad Pitt and he plays a well-known team president currently and uh, former GM Billy Bean and how he started a new trend with his team in Oakland and uh, changed the game of baseball forever. You know, the future of the league and the sport and the scene I'm going to go to, it talks about, it's after, you know, in the early parts of the movie, they, uh, you know, they had Johnny Damon, uh, Jason Giambi and uh, Isringhausen, well-known reliever in baseball and, um, and pitcher. And this is the part where uh, Billy's trying to see, you know, who's coming back with the team. They lost three of their big players, and they're almost in like a rebuild phase, you could say. You know, they're trying to uh, add some new players or whatever moves ne- are necessary to uh, improve the team's identity and try and get them into a winning way. You know, they they had an elimination game against the Yankees, didn't go well, and uh, now they're starting from square one pretty much with the team they have, and uh, they have some young talent. <laughs> Uh, They have Carlos Pena at the time. And uh, this kind of goes into the scene where Billy Bean is uh, talking to his staff, um, the scouts, the rest of the scouts. And he started as a scout with the Oakland Athletics following his uh, playing career. And then he became, you know, GM and, you know, the rest is history. And this kind of goes into when they're in the room and he's with a new consultant he hired from the Cleveland Indians named Peter Bramp and one of the main things you can hear throughout this scene, you know, a lot of the scouts are like, Billy, what are these players you're talking about? Uh, you know, uh, Jeremy Giambi was an name throughout. threw out. Uh, Scott Hadenberg, played by Chris Pratt in the movie. Um, and they're like, these players are unknown. You know, they're, they're, they're not valued well. Uh, Chad Bradford, and uh, they're like, why are you picking out these players? Uh, Richard Justice, uh, David Justice, an old player. But, what he's talking about is he has a plan. You know, he believes uh, you know, in different statistics and that's what moneyball's all about. You know, it's a different style of baseball, you know, more in the analytics and you know, using those analytics, you know, to evaluate the number of wins, uh, what you gotta do for that, all kinds of stuff, you know. As Peter Brand put it, the I'll miss with toys. And one of the lines you hear him ask Peter about and the state that Billy states in the movie in this scene is why what do we need to do? Get on base. How do we replace Giambi and Damon and the and uh, you know Isringhausen? What they brought to our team in the stats. These pl- we need players to get on base. What are these guys that we're trying to bring in? Hatterberg, uh, Justice and uh, Giambi have in common. They get on base, and that almost reminds me a bit about the Chicago White Sox in a way and what they did through their rebuild. The style of players, position players they put together, and uh, what the offense is doing right now as well. That we've seen already in the 2020 season is they get on base. You know they hit consistently well. Uh, they have strong on base percentages. If you look at even the veterans we brought in, comparing it to when you know Oakland Brown Justice there in that scene, uh, Yasmani Grandal uh, bringing back Jose Abreu, team leader, um, Edwin Encarnacion towards the end of his career, but still a strong batter. A lot of these hitters, even the young players like Luis Robert, Nick Madrigal, Tim Anderson, Joan Moncada, Ilo Jimenez, they all get on base and. That compares a lot to me with this scene in Moneyball because that was a this is a team in the White Sox that went through a rebuild just like this. They sold off key players year, a few years back, back in twenty sixteen. Chris Sale, Adam Eaton, Quintana, the Cubs, all these players that they lost or uh, traded off to try and build a better future for their team, and that's what Oakland did in this movie. And I'm not going to spoil it for those of you that haven't seen Moneyball yet, but it does have a pretty interesting ending. Um, it's a very good movie, I recommend. But this really compares well. I think to where the White Sox are right now in the six game season, even as well. You know, they have a lot of players that um, get on base well, bring their own talent and style of play. You know, like that rookie sensation Billy ends up trading in the movie uh, reminds me of, you know, the White Sox and, uh, you know, how they have Robert, Madrigal, uh, Eloy, and kind of all these good young players with the team, Giulito and the pitching staff, and how they're developing these players with different skills and talents to. Put together something special on the south side for a long time, and I think this is a really good movie moment comparison today um, for what we're seeing from the Chicago White Sox and what's to come already. You know, this is a team uh, that defi- is going to define odds. I believe um, they're going to uh, set a new trend in baseball for how um, a team is put together and how a team is ran, or how rebuilds done. And uh, I think there's something special going on in the south side of Chicago, and something to get baseball fans and White Sox fans excited. So if you haven't seen Moneyball, it's a really good movie and it's a good book as well. I'd go check it out. And uh that's my Will sports movie moment uh for today. That's my movie moment choice. Uh I think it's a really good fit. Compares really well to the White Sox and uh that's going to be my Will Sports Movie moment for today. So that is all the time we have in episode fifty one of Will's fifth quarter special. Tune in next time as we will have more continued fifth quarter sports talk on all Things covering during the short and six game season for both the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs, and the, the Chicago Bears as they gear up for their upcoming 2020 season, the Chicago Bulls in their off season, as the, there are eight teams in the NBA that uh, their season is over and these NBA bubbles continue to take place. So we'll also cover that coming up, and uh, all things sports as they continue to unfold. I want to thank our guest appearance. That was on episode 51 today. Alec Reyes, who made his debut here on the 5th Quarter Sports Talk. Alec, we appreciate your time and uh, passionate and informative insight on the Chicago White Sox. And we appreciate your support of Will's 5th Quarter Sports Talk, being a friend of the show, coming on. And we hope to have you on again soon in the future. When the 4th Quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your 5th Quarter Sports Talk. I'm your host, Will Farlow, along with our guest appearance, Al Reyes, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special.
0: To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at Will's fifth quarter
1: Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow. The, the fifth quarter. The fifth quarter.
0: The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.